0: The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now. Visit winbet.com, W-Y-N-N bet.com, and start winning today. We're also brought to you in part by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS Simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head over to PrizePicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP for your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And we're also brought to you in part by SoBet. Sign up and bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you in part by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on head-to-head matchups. Download that app today or just head to bettorfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Lees. Yes, indeed. Hello there, and twas the day and the night before Christmas as we release the podcast on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, Ho! Ho, ho, we are here, we are ready for the Christmas holiday weekend, and we even have a fight card on Fox in New Jersey uh, coming on Christmas night with uh, premier boxing champions to go over. Great to be back with you. Only one more show left in this year uh, before we're done with 2021. We're glad that you're with us. However, you found us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I am merely the somewhat lucid. Somewhat capable host. He is the senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com. Marquise Johns back aboard with me. Uh, week sauce. We have we have embarked on another weekend. Last weekend with fights all over the place, from right here in Tampa Bay where I reside, all the way out to Manchester, England, all the way back to San Antonio, Texas. Uh, all over the place. What Minneapolis, Minnesota had a PBC card is what well. We were all over the place with fight cards. We're ready to recap some of what happened. Look ahead, kind of go year-ender, all the above. Week sauce. how you feeling here the day before Christmas as we release the
1: podcast? Pretty pumped, TJ, as, as the year winds down and uh, Christmas is upon us as we speak on the podcast here. Looking forward to uh, winding the year down. But yeah, pretty much boxing had its season finale last night, uh, last weekend, and it was a good one all over the place. It was really great to see. Yeah, it was neat
0: to watch all of this unfold, that is for sure. So we've got much to talk about and much to discuss. Again, however you found this podcast and wherever you found this podcast, uh, whether it's through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, whether it's through sportsgamblingpodcast.com, however you found us, make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you subscribe to Big Fight Weekend. Just search us, find us. It comes automatically to you. Primarily, we come out on Friday in the preview mode, heading for the weekend and getting you ready usually for the Saturday night fights, fight cards, pay-per-views etc. Again, if it warrants, if it's big enough, we jump back in with recap, podcasts, special events, breaking news, whatever. If you have hit the follow or subscribe button, the podcast comes automatically to you where you do not have to search for it, look for it or know if we did another one or a follow up one. Uh, so we love that about the uh, those that follow us and subscribe. And again, publicly, um, we have had thousands upon thousands upon thousands find us this fall, especially as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network for Sean Green, Ryan Kramer. Thank you to those guys that are behind the Sports Gambling Podcast and their network of shows and their site. And we benefit from them greatly with extra publicity for this podcast the little engine that could marquise we have kind of i think i can i think i can i think i can up the hill we can like see the top of the hill now kind of where we are a little bit on the podcast can we not we've enjoyed this here over the last couple of years
1: absolutely tj i remember when we first started doing this and uh our emails were getting sent to the spam folder they're probably <laughs> looking sent to the spam folder but they're at least looking at them now and that's all that matters <laughs> once you get to it and that's what's all going forward
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so big fight weekend, the website, big fight weekend, the podcast. We love all of that. And, uh, and again, thank you to the sports gambling podcast guys. So a lot to get to in terms of recap, et cetera. And here, here we go with something fun. I have been looking forward to this all week. Marquise has as well. Let's bring in from right here where I am in the Tampa Bay area. He has been a longtime radio and online media member in this market one, Peter Blake, the host of the Sports Web. That is the name of his show. You have you have uh, heard something probably about Peter if you've been reading our site in connection with Jake Paul, in connection with the post-fight, and in connection with some high-end wrist wear that we're going to get to. Peter Blake, welcome aboard on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. It is great to have you to kind of recap the fight and tell the story uh, about a really cool item that you have gotten this week. First of all, how are you? Merry, Qu- Merry Christmas. We're about to be there. How are things?
2: Uh, things are great. Uh, they've been busy all weekend, uh, all week, I should say. I started off in the weekend, uh, and I'm just, uh, I'm, it, it, my mind is blown with all <laughs> the coverage, uh, all of the interviews that I've been able to do, and just this story itself, I don't think it's ever going to go away. For me, it's just uh, surreal.
0: It's an all-timer that Peter was there to cover the fight, in part helping us on Big Fight Weekend, Marquise. And lo and behold, asked a very legitimate question, uh, and I thought a very good question of Jake Paul, kind of humorous and playing on what he did. And then Jake Paul just looked at him. Uh, We're going to tell the story here and offered him a Rolex watch, and we're going to follow through uh, with that. So uh, I guess first things first, guys, let's go over what happened in the main event of the pay-per-view Again, leading up to it, Darren Williams, the NBA player, won the fight with Frank Gore, the former NFL star. Frank Gore just one year removed from playing in the National Football League. Darren Williams has been retired a couple of years out of the NBA and is a little older. Um, But nonetheless, Darren Williams scores the four-round decision win. Both guys looked exhausted, by the way, in the fourth round of that fight. Boxing different than basketball and football. Amanda Serrano did what we thought the women's unified Featherweight world champion, four-division world champion in ladies' boxing. She won her bout impressively and has now set up a mega fight for she and Katie Taylor, the undisputed ladies' lightweight champion out of Ireland, out of the U.K. For those two to maybe both make seven figures, they may both uh, break the bank here for a women's boxing match uh, coming next spring or summer. Let's wait and see if that's the case. And then we had the Jake Paul knockout of Tyron Woodley in the rematch. It was not a fantastic fight up until the fantastic boom that Paul leveled Woodley with and scored the six-round KO. Um, so Peter, I'm going to go to you first. Cause you were with me in the arena overall impression of being part of the Showtime pay-per-view sold out Amelie arena, the home of the Tampa Bay lightning, the two-time defending Stanley cup champs. What did you think of the atmosphere, the event, the fights leading up to it? And then obviously the big knockout, give me the, uh, the overall snapshot.
2: I mean, bananas, you said it best. And they said this in the post, uh, presser that it was actually more impressive than Madison square garden. Right. I mean, they had over 18,000. The fans were into it. Uh, some of the fights on the undercard weren't great. In fact, but the, the fans in the background and what you come to find out, it was the Island Boys, which I guess is a uh, viral musical group with mm-hmm. uh, two mm-hmm. uh, guys with crazy hairstyles. They had peanuts and beer being thrown on them. There was some type of fight there that was much <laughs> more entertaining. But really... <laughs> the, the main events really lived up to their billing. I mean, uh, Darren Williams had a great reach there. He really uh, put some good shots on Frank Gore. I think he surprised Frank Gore in a couple of those replays. Amanda Serrano absolutely destroyed her opponent. Give the opponent credit. Uh, she stayed in there for a, for a long time, longer than I thought she would be after the first round. If I can
0: interject, I kept saying to everybody that would listen, including you sitting next to me and putting up with me all night in the Emily Arena, the best Absolutely. fighter on this card is Amanda Serrano. Did yeah, she fail yeah. to disappoint? No. I mean, she didn't get a knockout, but, I mean, she is outstanding tactically. The straight left hand, she put on a clinic on she, uh, on on Saturday.
2: She really did, especially that first round coming out, and you're surprised that it wasn't an earlier knockout, but it went the distance at that juncture. And then you look at Woodley and Paul, which all eyes were on. And you could see Tampa, they were booing him. But uh, Woodley was looking like he was going to win this fight. He actually did a lot more in those first three rounds than from September. But then uh, you know, boom shakalaka, if you will, (laughs) an old NBA jam term. That's how it felt. And when that knockout happened, the whole place went absolutely crazy. And for me, it was an honor to be a part of it because you know, I feel like I've hit the lottery twice with TJ Reeves here. You know, I, the first baseball game was an all-star game in Texas that I won off his radio show doing a March Madness play-by-play when I was 17 years old. And now I get to go to my first boxing event. Oh, by the way, Amanda Serrano and Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, not too bad.
0: Yeah, my man has hit the lottery twice. Again, let me repeat here. I'm not puffing me up. I'm puffing him up. Peter, Peter was chosen at random after entering a contest. And the prize was all expenses for he and a guest to fly to the baseball all-star game on free tickets. And the best part of the punchline, Peter Blake, you had never been to a major league baseball game of any kind. The <laughs> first time you had been was to go to the baseball all-star game
2: in Texas, all paid uh plane, <laughs> which I, I never even rode in a plane before, but you, you get to do that. That's, <laughs> you know, that's an experience. In itself, it's all paid for. Hotel, all paid for. It was about 110 degrees, but it didn't matter. It was my first baseball game. Going back to it at the old Al Lang Stadium, it was the Legends game, and I felt like I had to get George Brett in order to win. But I got George Foster, and somebody said, oh, you won. I'm like, who the heck is George Foster? Well, I did my research at that point. Well, I know who George Foster is. He's the George, guy that-
0: George Foster, the former New York Met, the former mm-hmm. Cincinnati Red. Red who hit a bunch of home runs, he won the home run contest in the legends thing that I think you had entered in at random. And then you were drawn yep. out uh, yep. for that as it, as it worked out. How about that for hitting the lottery twice? And again, we'll get more <laughs> into Peter's story on that. All right, Marquise, let me get you in here. He and I were in the arena. You were watching your thoughts on the card. And then eventually the Paul knockout from the showtime pay-per-view in Tampa. What about it? Weak
1: sauce. Uh, pretty much guys. This car was ex- pretty much how it read on paper, which is not a, exactly the most, uh, Highlight real television that Frank Gore Darion Williams fight was intriguing for one reason and one reason only guys because uh, basketball players, as we all know, and in terms of the NBA, mo- mostly in particular are well known for not being notorious punchers and or fighters. And Daron Williams redeemed Nate Robinson with that split decision win over Frank Gore. Thank goodness for that. But outside of that, and, and the, the the starch job that Jake Paul gave to Tyron Willie, there was really nothing else on this worth note. Personally, I thought I that Man Serrano was going to stop Miriam Gutierrez early. And she was, to give Gutierrez credit, she walked around with that broken nose for about the entire fight because that thing was gone immediately. Yeah. And I really, I thought it
0: could have been over in the first. I was saying that to Peter sitting next to me. What do I know? And then I thought as the, as the fifth round became the sixth round, I know they're only two minute rounds and the seventh round became the eighth round. I'm like, she hasn't won a round and her face is a swollen mess. They can end this whenever they would like. I know Gutierrez is tough, but it was almost like, you can stop this now. She doesn't have to take 15, 25, 35 more punches here to demonstrate anything. In this stage, I was really concerned as the fight went on. A dominant performance uh, from Serrano, and it turns out, Peter, we learned this later. She didn't really elaborate at the press conference, but she had actually hurt one of the knuckles on her left hand, yeah. uh, Serrano, at some point in the fight, and yet continued. And that is obviously, as a southpaw, a big punch for her, is her straight left that she loves to use. Um, but still, she was the dominant fighter. That was a lot of fun. It, it was uh, it was a lot to uh, to take in. There in that night. And again, Peter, repeat this the crowd was live and electric. For anybody that had any concerns about whether Jake Paul could bring a, a, a full on fight fan audience, we were witness to it. There mm-hmm. were not empty seats, there were 18,000 there in Tampa speak more to it yeah. Peter, about the atmosphere uh,
2: 18,863 and they were all standing and cheering for every fight and then when those main card fights started to happen you could hear the cheers and the applause especially for Frank Gore who's a local guy for the Miami Hurricanes and Darren Williams was getting booed and uh, everybody wanted Woodley to win this match because of the hatred for Jake Paul but it was just uh, unbelievable atmosphere, and I hope that boxing, especially Showtime boxing, once again, thanks to Steve Pratt for getting me credential. That was awesome on his part. Yep. I hope mm-hmm. they come back to town here because say whatever you want to about Tampa Bay. you got football, you've got hockey, you got baseball, uh, you even got soccer here. Boxing can make it in the Tampa Bay area, especially at Emily Arena, a great event.
0: And Marquise, you know this, the history of of this area goes all the way back to the late 70s and the early 80s and the Alessi family, the legendary Phil Alessi and the Alessi Bakery and boxing promotion. And they constantly had fights in this area in the 80s and into the 90s. And we saw Roy Jones fight on an HBO card. Uh, here a couple of times we saw uh, Antonio Tarver beat Humper. Roy Jones Winky very Owens. famously in the early in the early 2000s. Winky Wright, a local guy from St. That's- Pete. Boxing Hall of Famer defended his title a couple of times in that same arena. So there's some optimism with Keith Thurman now back active that we may see a big time bout come back around the Tampa Bay area, maybe in 2022 or soon, because that certainly was a good impression from this area in terms of live environment and full house, Marquise. And we know this is a boxing area.
1: It really is, TJ. And the one thing that helped out as well with this fight card or anything else is that at the end of the day, if they need another big time venue in the event that COVID goes crazy again, like it may have going is currently, they can always come to Florida. And why not a better place than Tampa Bay, Florida, where fights have been happening before and will happen again. And I want to also want to throw in as well, TJ, in the early 2000s as well at the Egypt Lake Shrine, a.k.a. The Alicard Pavilion, Jeff Lacey fights as well. get Oh, yeah.
0: Jeff Lacey was always doing it. And we can even go back to the eighties. Now, Peter doesn't know this name and Marquise was a little young, but we love talking the history of the sport. John, the beast Mugabe Mugabe. Mugabe was a junior middleweight who eventually moved up to middleweight and fought Marvin Hagler and lost in his first fight, but Mugabe was a big-time puncher. He would fight at that Egypt Temple Shrine, the a la Carte pavilion. He would also fight at the Sun Dome. He would fight at the Hyatt, the old Hyatt Regency downtown in one of the massive ballrooms on cable TV. So, again, unless he was a big promoter of all of this on cable TV with Mugabe, my point is boxing goes back to the 80s in Tampa Bay. Let's see if uh, – at Champa Bay, see if it might continue uh, here. There are, there are certain hotbeds. This was one – at one point. All right, so we have Peter Blake here. Let's get to the story that he's been talking about now on uh, his own show, The Sports Web. We plug away for Peter's show, The Sports Web. Yeah. Find it on all the social media platforms through YouTube, through uh, Facebook, through everything, uh, everywhere else that you can find it. Instagram, etc. On the Sports Web, love his uh, his content that is there. So we go to do the post fight press conference and Marquise and for the audience, Marquise has been there and has done this on many occasions. They, uh, they do the press conference at all at once with all of the fighters from earlier in the night that come in. Mm-hmm. So this is long about what uh, Peter 1230 AM 1245 AM local time. Well, off That's the about right. something yeah. like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. They start with Darren Williams and Frank Gore. The two athletes, the NBA and NFL player, they went for about 15 minutes. They chronologically go next to Amanda Serrano, let her answer questions from the media for about 10 or 15 minutes. So we now at about 1 a.m. get the Jake Paul entourage. Well, first they had Tyron Woodley in there. And and Woodley, I got to be honest, Woodley still looked dazed and confused like the name of that movie. He mm-hmm. still looked stunned an hour later. What did you make of that, Peter, with him sitting there first before Jake Paul got there?
2: I mean, he definitely looked like he was dazed and confused. You saw that shot in the ring and uh, even his mom came out and was saying something to Jake. You don't know what it was, but you know, I got a question to ask him uh, basically did your strategy change when Paul was cut by that elbow and he answered it, but uh, you know, and I even asked about the third fight, possibly having a, a you know, a Jake Paul Woodley, trilogy if you will and he said anything is possible but absolutely looked dazed and confused after that big time shot and you're exactly right we got down there press conferences about 12 30 i was freaking out because my laptop would not connect to the internet and i know this is not the first time because i talked to the legend himself leo haggerty former coach scout and now media member of night sports productions it's sports mag he said, I have the same problem. So T.J. Reeves, once again, you come to the rescue with your hotspot. We're able to set up. We're able to go live on the various platforms. And it's it's just, uh, again, surreal. So we got I'll- you the
0: hotspot. You got yep. on. We're streaming the press conference. So now Jake Paul comes in with his entourage. And I mean, the entourage, Marquise and for the audience, had probably 25 or 30 family members, friends, his <laughs> brother, trainers bodyguards the dude the dude's showing a sledgehammer right in the ring over and over again I don't know that he really needs a bodyguard but he had like four of them uh, that looked like the offensive line of an NFL team so (laughs) they're they're there they're all there we're going over the questions and so, Peter, pick it up from there because you had told me, hey, if I get the opportunity, if he wins big, I want to ask him about the whole Rolex watch thing and what had happened earlier in the week. So pick it up from there, Peter Blake, if you would, here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast.
2: Well, I mean, uh, absolutely. After I asked him the two questions about the trilogy and, of course, his critics, because I followed up, I talked to him more about that. I asked him uh, before the fight, I I went on Showtime. I did some research. He offered a Rolex to Woodley and said, it's time to knock you out. And I said, in so many words, (laughs) are you going to do that with all your opponents because you called your shot? And he said, you know, paraphrasing, I'm putting these guys through trauma. I got some other tricks in my sleeve." Hey, do you want a Rolex? And everybody's like, well, you should have said no, or you should have been (laughs) fresh I was like, yeah, sure. You want to give me well, a so Rolex? So in
0: this moment, let me pick it up, too. In this moment, he said that, and he was dead serious with the look in yes. his eye. And Peter, by the way, has the video, which some of you have probably already seen. We've reposted it on BigFightWeekend.com. Go to Peter's page, the sports web. Search mm-hmm. the sports web with 1B. You'll see the exchange, and some of you have maybe seen it elsewhere. He's dead serious looking at you, saying, you want a Rolex? And you yes. said, sure, I'll take, I'll take one. Yeah, he and, said, then, well, it, and, and then he looked at uh, his promoter next to him and said, let's get this guy a Rolex. And I kid you not for Marquise and for the audience, it wasn't five seconds later, Logan Paul was standing next to you getting your information. So I just, I wondered, are they going to follow through? But clearly it was not a joke. It was not a gag. He's like, give that guy a Rolex. He goes, what's your name? And you said, Peter Blake, he said, you're going to look good in a Rolex. I just want to let people know organically That's how it all came about. I think you were as stunned as anybody that even offered that. And then you were more stunned
2: at what actually followed through later in the week, right? I I mean, yeah, Logan Paul comes over. You get my information, whatever. I have people in the the press conference shaking my hand afterwards. And then I decide to go on a show with my co-host, Harry, the Greek professional handicapper of 1252 Chicago Sports, and we get this weird number and I've got caller ID on my phone and it's Marcos Guerrero. And I mm-hmm. didn't know at the time who it was. And the guy says hello and then hangs up and I'm like, Oh, that's probably a prank caller. And here he goes, no, that was probably either a bill collector or the guy trying to give you the Rolex.
0: He's joking. Your co-host right. is joking.
2: He's joking. He's calling the shop and he's joking. And then we get Marcos on again because he calls back and I go, you know, hello, hey, I'm Marcos, and here he goes, one nine hundred, and I'm like telling them to shut up. I play my sound effects, <laughs> and I go, well, "You're on the sports web. You want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or something else?" And he goes, "Something else," and my co-host decides to hold up his cat. Uh, you have to go and see it. I'm not gonna- right. You
0: got to see the video to fully understand. The then you figured out, and he figured out, this is Jake Paul's assistant. Right. And you're legitimately now finding out the details that there's a Rolex watch coming.
2: Coming on live air on the sports web on the various platforms. And I cannot believe this is going on. And the guy Marcos, he can't believe it's going on. I have to get off the phone, give him my address. He says, you're going to get the Rolex in just a couple of days. It's going to be sent to you. Congratulations. And I say to him, look, I got this show, love to have the reveal on there with Jake Paul coming on, maybe ask him some questions, thank him uh, face-to-face. And he goes, yeah, we could probably make that happen. But the whole thing was surreal because you're doing a live show, you have no idea, you think it's a prank caller, it's not a prank caller, and you ask him, hey, you want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or something else, something else? (laughs) And then he goes, oh, this is Marcos, Jake Paul's assistant about out. the rolex and to me there was validity there uh there was a real life thing happening and it was just it's been un, it's just unbelievable okay
0: so now for our audience again those that are only hearing us will probably put this up on social media show them and and i'm going to let you show them and talk about it because we're going to put you full screen here mm-hmm. where they can see it show them the box it came in take it out describe what you're doing And show it to everybody because it has shown up. The floor is yours. Go.
2: All right. Well, you see it right there. It has Jake Paul's signature. You can see in the camera. I think you guys can see that really good. So I'll take the box out right here. It's a heavy box. It's got the Rolex symbol on it. Once again, there is the box with the signature of Jake Paul. Uh, This is not like any box you ever seen in your life. I mean, this is truly a Rolex as I'm trying to take it out while I'm doing this. So just stand by. All right, and you can hear this is a green box with like the the the, I guess it's a king uh, thing on it. Uh, I guess that's a Rolex symbol. That is the Look.
0: iconic Rolex uh, logo that's correct on the green box. That's the real deal Holy field. Hold that thing up.
2: And then you 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 open it up right there as my I'm trying to get my left hand. And you can see there is the Rolex right there.
0: Absolutely incredible. Marquise Johns, you're seeing this just like I'm seeing this. Good for you,
1: Peter. Yeah. But this
0: whole thing is surreal. Marquise, go ahead.
1: Yeah, t- Peter, just, just walk me through this, man. So, you know, first boxing card you got to cover ever, man. And you get a, ro- a, a Rolex for your efforts, man. Walk me through that process. And more importantly, the one the one serious question I do want to ask you, though, yeah. uh, because you got to cover it in the main event, an actual knockout. It's one of the biggest frills in boxing. You got to witness it live. Talk to me about the rush of it and how much you were a part of the crowd with it. I had no, I mean, when it happened, it's was like, oh my
2: gosh. And you're up in the, the press box and you're still able to see it. We're watching it on the uh, big television up there, the uh, the Tron the video video boards, board right? and we can't believe it but the crowd just goes absolutely nuts like he scored it
0: i think jump. i grabbed your arm yes. and went
1: oh in yes. fact guys in fact, let me get you all for a second guys uh who in, who in press rogue jumped up out the seat after that knockout that's why i want to actually ask, ask a better question we, here we,
0: <laughs> we could not i can i can honestly tell you where we were yeah. there were people that were kind of around us and a couple people did jump up yeah but we we were looking down and the fans jumped up in the way yeah. so it was a little tough to see mm-hmm. the ring from where we were because everybody jumped up because there was the split second Peter where Woodley was like almost parallel timber to the ground and going to the ground and everybody oohed for like a half second. And then the roar was like the game winning touchdown of a super bowl, the game winning goal in that arena for a Stanley cup final win or something. Um, It's why boxing is different. We keep saying it on this show. I've said it for years. I will say it for many more years. Boxing is different. One punch can change it and or end it. We saw that one punch, Peter Blake. Did we not? Oh,
2: we saw that one punch. And a lot of people said that was the knockout of the year with the impact. And you could see on the replay, he's just rearing back from his hip. He's got a strategy. And he even talked about this in the uh, presser at the end of the fight where he had strategy to go to the body and to go to the head. And he just reared back and knocked the hell out of him. and. <laughs> That was one of the most powerful knock. I mean, look, uh, I'm not the best uh, boxing fan of all time, but I've watched some boxing in my life. That was Mike Tyson-like, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Well, Tyson- and there's
0: no doubt. And he said he had been setting him up for that, kind of dipping to the right to get him to lower his guard and then lower the boom. And then he was even being admonished, Marquise, by his trainer, B.J. Flores, who's a former light heavyweight and cruiserweight, that uh that floor that flores was saying don't load up don't look because you can get yourself caught if you're trying to load up wind up and hit somebody from the from the hip or from the from the waist level uh but it still worked it worked out what a moment we got to let peter get out of here in a couple of moments marquise anything in closing here for peter about the event about the night because i got a couple more too but anything else from you marquise
1: uh, just from you, Pierce, want to get your thoughts. Uh, now that Jake Paul won this second fight with Woodley, you mentioned that the, uh, the Tyron Woodley uh, fighting Jake Paul for the third time. I'm going to go ahead and, and help you out and say no one wants to see that. Uh, right. What do you want to see actually next go round for Jake Paul?
0: Honestly, but, I, I mean, legitimately, Let me. I, yeah. I want him to answer, but legitimately, doesn't yeah. he have to fight a boxer now? We've seen yeah. enough, yes. both of you. Yes. Yes. yes, we've seen enough of the yeah. MMA guys. He knocked out Nate Robinson, a former basketball player. He knocked out another former YouTuber. YouTuber, First ever fight. He's got to fight a boxer coming up of some kind. Does he not, Peter? Does he not, Marquise Peter?
2: I want to see Tommy Fury. That's the fight I want to see. And the reason why I want to see Tommy Fury is because I'm a WWE fan. And and people are like, well, why are you saying that for? I want to see him fight Tommy Fury. And then they would parlay that into a WrestleMania moment. Because I asked Titus O'Neil a couple months before, hey, can you make this happen? Can you make... Uh, Fury versus the Pauls as a tag team match or a WrestleMania <laughs> moment or something like that. <laughs> I would love to see that. It would be great for wrestling. It would be great. It's for not so too far better. fetched
0: because Tyson Fury's been involved with Vince McMahon and the WWE, nice. as Marquise knows too, in the pay per view. Yeah. But Tyson Fury's so much bigger than either one of the Paul brothers, though, too. I, I don't know how you pull all that off. But, uh, Marquise, you just follow up here, just re- he's got to fight a, a legitimate fighter here. I mean, yeah, he's selling tickets, but sooner or later, this runs out if you're not fighting legitimate fighters in boxing matches.
1: Oh, absolutely. But the problem is, TJ, and you guys saw at the press fight conference, he was calling everybody out that wasn't a actual boxer afterwards. So we're going to see what happens with the actually if this jig is up yet. But I, I want to see Tommy Fury, too, but I think Tommy Fury kind of kind of screwed the pooch in and, this. But if, and if, I don't if, think
0: it, honestly, politically and from a business standpoint, he's dead to them. I think for the Pauls, for that most valuable promotions, they're not going to I mean, he he bagged the fight with two weeks to go. And Tyron Woodley deserves a lot of credit for stepping in and helping salvage the pay-per-view and selling all the tickets and being willing to take that monstrous shot that he took for his trouble. I I don't think they go back to Tommy Fury. Do you, do either one of you disagree with that? I don't think he gets any chance at Jake Paul.
2: I don't know if he gets a chance, but you know, Masvidal, he's been talked about a uh, uh, Paul has offered $5 million and now he wants to do in a UFC ring. Like you said, I would rather see a boxer. Canelo uh, is a guy that's been talked about. Maybe uh, he's got
0: no chance fight. at that. He's, he's no. never going to get near Canelo, but if he, he yeah. could legitimately get around a contender or two at some point in either the cruiserweight or the light heavyweight division. And let's see, let's see what you have. Or do his own people realize there's only so much of this that he can get away with right now. And that's by fighting former UFC people, former basketball people that when he gets in there with a skilled boxer, that was the original intrigue of the fury thing, skilled Mm -hmm. boxer trained as an amateur 10 pro fights trained for the last four or five years as a professional fighter. That was going to be the intrigue, but again, I think Tommy Fury has has ruined that. Uh, Peter, we're going to plug away for you. Follow him at pblake1003 or 1003, pblake1003 on Twitter. He's Peter Blake and or the Sports Web, Facebook, Instagram, uh, also on YouTube. The Sports Web is the show with 1B. I hope I got all the promo stuff right. Anything else you want to say, anything else you want to promote, anybody else you want to thank, anything else you want to do, the floor is yours one more time on the Big Fight Weekend podcast.
2: I mean, absolutely. The sports web, the evolution of sports talk television. We say three things on that show. Bring the passion, bring your excitement. Just don't bring any nonsense. Thanks to the legend himself, Mr. TJ Reese for getting me credential a big fight weekend. And of course, Steve Pratt of Showtime Boxing. This has been an absolute honor to be on this podcast. And, uh, once again, this moment, uh, it's going to live, live on for my life and probably, uh, 10, 20 years down the road. And, and like I said, look, if Fury and Paul does happen at WWE, we got to be credentialed. We got to be out there. I <laughs> walk the out there is the Rolex. Guy. I, I don't know I'm,
0: how much pull I'm going to have with Vince McMahon or whoever's <laughs> going to end up running the WWE down the road. If it's one of his children or what's with. I don't know how much pull we're going to have with that. But again, yeah, the Showtime I'm, I'm, people are great. Chris de Blasio, Steve Pratt, everybody Pratt. with Showtime because they take care of us, Marquise. Yeah. Interviews, you've been around all yeah. those guys. They were fantastic because, again, there was a bit of a mix-up about Peter being able to get in. It only adds to the story, Peter. There was a bit of a mix-up about you getting in. I said, let's just be calm. They're going to take care of you. We got in. You got to see all of this. You got to help cover it. And then afterwards, you suddenly became part of the story, and good for you. You deserve it. Peter said to me at approximately 2.30 or 3 in the morning Saturday night as we're driving back, I got to go play the lottery or something. I said, Peter, you've already been to the baseball all-star game as your first ever as your first ever major league game. You're now allegedly getting a Rolex watch for your first boxing pay-per-view. You've hit the lottery twice already, babe. You are golden on both of those. And I mean that. Peter works very hard. Good for you that you're able to line both of that up. And I guess the final question, you got to find a safety deposit box, a vault, or get Jake Paul's bodyguards or something to guard the Rolex, brother. Get back to us on that. You got to take care of that. That's that's prized possession.
2: I got to take care of it, and uh, my mom has been saying it all week. (laughs) Get a bank deposit box. I'm like, it's okay, it's all right. I'll lock my doors. Eventually, I will put it in one of those deposit boxes. But honestly, I've got to wear it out to some of those events. Man, I got at
0: least a couple times. Yep, at least a couple times. Yeah, be careful with that, Peter Blake. Great stuff. Thank you for hopping on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. We appreciate you. We look forward to talking with you again down the road. Again, go find the sports web. We can't say it enough. The sports web on YouTube, on Facebook. You'll see the Rolex. You'll see the videos of Jake Paul and the whole exchange. Everything organically as it happened. Amelie Arena for Paul's knockout of Tyron Woodley and the the post-fight press conference as it happened. It's all right there. My friend, keep up the great work. Great stuff, Peter Blake. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Marquise. Good seeing you again.
0: All great stuff. We will continue. Marquise is back with me. We'll recap last weekend. We'll look ahead to the PBC on Fox Christmas night card, all still to come. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, and we're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon, the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds On every major sport, we have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today, get a special offer, get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app, visit WYNN.com, bet.com that's w y n n bet.com to find out more right now if you're ready to play if you're ready to win they're the premier sports betting experience download bet and win with winbet And we're brought to you in part by TickPick with college football's championship weekend behind us. The bowl season, though, is about to be here, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the Internet for tickets to see your favorite teams play in their bowl game. That's because TickPick is the original no-fee ticket site. That's TickPick, TickPick.com or the TickPick mobile app. The only one you ever need to go for all of the games, whether you're talking about NCAA football, the NFL concerts, the NBA and more. Whether you're talking about the college football playoff semifinal games on New Year's Eve with Alabama now playing Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. Or in Miami, they're going to have Georgia and Michigan face-off. pick has got all of the best ticket prices, and they don't have the service fees that all the others have. Plus, if you're looking to go out to the Rose Bowl for Ohio State and Utah on New Year's afternoon, or if you're also looking at that Sugar Bowl on New Year's night between Ole Miss and Baylor with the upset win, TickPick guarantees all the best prices for all the college football tickets this bowl season. If you don't believe it, and you can find a better price somewhere else, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference on your purchase price. Seek it out. Visit TickPick today. Go to TickPick.com SGP. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, TickPick.com SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks, the easy way to play Daily Fantasy. Daily Fantasy is simplified by picking two to five players and the over under in their projections, and you can win up to 10 times your amount on any entry. Use our promo code SGP and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. bucks. It is you versus the projected numbers. It has tons of stats on prize picks, yards, receptions, touchdown, fantasy points, all of that. Prize picks will also allow mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron and combine that with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. They offer every sport you can think of from the NFL to college football, the NBA, college basketball, Major League Baseball Soccer MMA and more. PrizePix has award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app in both the App Store and the Google Play Store. PrizePix is a 4.8-star rated app and has got rave reviews. And the entries can be made in 60 seconds or less with PrizePix. It's just that easy. It's safe, they've got fast withdrawals. What are you waiting for? Prizepicks.com promo code SGP: one hundred percent deposit match up to hundred bucks with Prize Picks. We're also brought to you in part by SoBet. Since when is sports betting supposed to be so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around at a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and and create an account and find out for yourself. Fully functioning, free web application, you can access a demo of their app that will launch next fall. That app includes consensus lines from Las Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via a text, a QR code, or links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it's purely competitive. Next time that you're going to be out with your friends watching sports, turn it up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off the Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing the metric if they want, as long as somebody's on the other side to accept it. Let's go back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io and join the revolution. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, you're just missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell those sports bets, and you can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use our promo code SGP, and your first deposit for PropSwap will be doubled up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. And if you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and partners. The average prop swapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets through PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or just download the app in the Google Play or the Apple Store. PropSwap, it's where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you by our friends at Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when you hit your bets and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand-new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app. It's fun to use. And one of the reasons we love it is it also offers prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get some prop bets going on Better Fantasy. Totally free-to-play. Download it now for iPhone or for Android, and check them out online, betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. Again, spelled better, B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com slash SGPN. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there, live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Bite Weekend. Now, here's your host, T.J. Reeves about to be christmas on saturday again merry christmas to everybody as we come back in on the big fight weekend podcast i know marquise and i are very thankful for each and every one of you that always find our podcast find our content on bigfightweekend.com wasn't that a blast week sauce as we bring you back in to talk with peter blake uh who again works very hard uh does a lot of media work um in and around the area without a ton of recognition and now my goodness he, the daily mirror picked up the story and wrote about him over in england uh for some pub as well as local media here in the tampa bay area
1: but that's me saying all of that good for peter blake right absolutely tj no it is great that peter is getting this the limelight in this jake paul stuff because let's be honest tj leading up to all of this there was nothing of significance that I had going into this fight outside of just watching Jake Paul do whatever Jake Paul does. So it's great to see that someone looked that we all know in personal and Peter doing something good for it and getting, getting rewarded for it as well, just by just out of the blue, just being there.
0: Um, And, and I'm just going to repeat what we said. Uh, just follow up here. He needs to fight a legitimate uh, boxer, or again, I'm going to remain consistent here. I believe the Pauls deserve a tremendous amount of, of credit. They have conned their way into the biggest stage and shoehorned in because of their ability to bring audience to what they're doing. I, we don't know the pay-per-view numbers. We haven't heard them all week. Notice Jake Paul is not on social media like he was on social media after the Triller fight in May saying immediately there was a million pay-per-view buys when it was yeah. nowhere close, close, by the way, <laughs> a million pay-per-view anythings for that fight. Uh, he hasn't been saying anything. We don't know what the truth is. Was it 100,000 on Showtime? We don't know. Was it a couple hundred thousand? Haven't been able to come up with that kind of a number. I do know what was there sold out in the Amelie Arena. My point to you remains, he's not going to continue to ride ride the wave of interest and popularity if he's fighting non-boxers. There will not be
1: interest in that. I'm going to remain consistent with that, Marquise. Follow up. No, no, you and me both, TJ. And it's one of those things where at, at some point, he's going to have to fight an actual boxer for anybody to actually care. It's one of those things where he can he, he continue doing this because it's his first 10 fights and et cetera with, these, with this competition. And he can keep calling out, you know, celebrity YouTubers and NBA stars. I really think that Frank Gore was going to be the next guy up yep, out of all this, TJ. I'm, I'm still on the fence about all of this. And I think he still maybe once it's all said and done. But like with what, 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 what names like this, it's like we're not naming actual fighters here. This is this is just like, so this like this is a the new version, TJ, of 2021's version of celebrity boxing featuring Jake Paul at the helm of all of this. The only difference is now that I will say, Jake, yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. Finish your punchline. Yeah. Just want to mention that Jake Paul is definitely a lot more popular than whatever that Fox thing was with Screech and Horseshack back in 2000s. And uh, right. Tanya, Hari's, Tanya, Hari's, Tanya I Hardy, Tanya not on Vanilla
0: <laughs> Ice and whoever. But again, that was yeah. a spoof thing. They weren't really training. Yeah. They're wearing headgear. It was silly. This is far from silly. I do, I do not, I mean, this is legit. This is legit sanctioned train, get in there. Real punches, no headgear. Jake Paul with a thunderous right hand that we've seen. Yeah. Now you got to show it against a boxer. So there's the there's the final follow-up on that. All right. I want to lean on you, and then we got to get to this PBC on Fox card that is alone. And it's a Christmas night. It's a rarity. It's a Christmas night fight card on Fox Prudential Center in New Jersey, in Newark, New Jersey uh enlighten me here because earlier in the afternoon u.s time joseph parker won the heavyweight rematch between he and and fellow contender uh for the wbo belt at least at one time Derek chisora parker remains in the mix for the wbo version of the championship top top 10 if not top five fighter in most of the organizations so you had that one you had Zerdo ramirez the light heavyweight headlining yeah. on disown in san antonio he won david morrell super welter or uh, super middleweight uh wba lesser version of the championship at super middleweight he won the pbc on fox main event saturday night as well from the buffet pick out whatever go to all three say something about
1: all three what about it marquise yeah i, I just would quickly go around all three of them uh, Joseph Parker looked impressive uh, wearing down and knocking down Jer- Derek Desor in a fight where I thought Chisora was actually going to get stopped at some point. Got knocked down three times, so somehow survived all of this. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. The one thing that I'm concerned with Joseph Parker, TJ, is he's not the most exciting fighter in the world. And I don't know if Eddie Hearn has anything left for him because he was throwing out names such as... Philip Hergovic for him to fight next because essentially the WBO stuff is wrapped up with uh, Joshua and Usyk and all that limbo. So he's got a lot of these heavyweights are trying to find something to do until these guys actually fight again. Uh, that was the big thing out of that fight card. So Parker,
0: so- just so we can say this already fought yeah. and lost to Anthony Joshua. So mm-hmm. he's kind of now sitting, waiting. What What's the opportunity he gets? How does he get in the mix? Of course, Dillian White, Tyson Fury. We got chatter late in the week that that you know Tyson Fury doesn't want to fight Dillian White. Uh, this is silliness that he would fight a non-title fight uh, to yeah. avoid having to fight Dillian White or, or, or violate the WBC's um, edict. So I don't know about that, but I just I don't know. Realistically, is Joseph Parker going to be ahead of Joe Joyce or Dillian White in terms of being a contender to fight Tyson Fury or Usyk or whoever ends up being the undisputed champ? I don't know that they get in the mix in twenty twenty two. Either Joyce, Joyce probably gets the shot before Parker. Yes.
1: I think Joyce gets a shot being mandated before Parker. I think Parker is just, is just pretty much in a, in a holding pattern at this point to seeing what happens after everything, everything falls out.
0: And Deontay Wilder and Andy Ruiz want to be in the mix. Yeah. Don't know if they're going to get in the mix in 2022 either. Uh, I agree on Hergovic uh, uh Hergovic. I, I agree on Tony Yoka, the unbeaten former gold yeah. medalist in the Olympics out of France. What is he going to do? What about big baby? Anderson the real big baby Anderson Jared yeah. Anderson the unbeaten heavyweight for top rank here we'll see there are some heavyweights and there seems to be more sizzle with heavyweights I didn't mean to sidetrack you continue on with the uh-huh. DAZN Golden Boy show Zerdo Ramirez wins and also the Fox PBC show with the David
1: Morrell win continue Absolutely. Yeah. David Morell looks pretty good. also at the PBC show. Looked pretty good against Alantis Fox stopping him at the 168 division. Uh, very thin division at 168, TJ. We don't know what Canelo's doing. He's still chasing uh, Macabo at cruiserweight. So if, um, unless he comes back with that belt that he has in his hand right now, who knows what Morell does at 168. But in the meantime, he looked impressive uh, against what they're putting in front of him uh, at, at the Army and PBC with, with David Morell and a lot of these guys that, at, at this. Uh, This armory, these armory shows in Minneapolis, they they, they made a stable of this, TJ. This like this like fifth show fight in there. These are these become like become household names and and pretty much regulars at these shows. It's kind of it's kind of good to see what on that front of it. And also to to wrap up with the Golden Boy show on the zone. Uh, Zora Ramirez uh, stopped uh, 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 Gonzalez, which I thought looked impressive as well. At this point, TJ, that was for a uh, WBA eliminator. They're getting one piece closer to making Bevo fight this guy because Bevo is doing everything he can to not fight this guy. Now it's going to be mandated at some point, one way or another by the WBA. We just had had to sit and wait from Ana Gilbert Mendoza and the gang.
0: Okay, so those are the fight cards from last weekend as we wrap up the year. With all the different uh, stuff, by the way, next week, we'll be talking about fight of the year, fighter of the year, knockout of the year. We haven't done that yet here. Some are saying the Paul knockout is a candidate for knockout of the year. I can't disagree that it's a candidate. I don't know that it is going to win knockout of the year, Marquise Johns, but it certainly is. It belongs in the conversation because that was thunderous.
1: No, it's in the hopper, TJ, and it, in her, in her, that, that knockout, because it, it went viral, and it reminds me so much, TJ, of the knockout that went viral that won that year of 2019 when Deontay Wilder knocked out uh, Dominic Brazil. It has that yep. same feeling of it, so I can see it being up there. It's not going pers- – for me personally, it's, 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 it's Burchell versus Valdez and then everybody else, but I can see where it's up there. <laughs> in terms of knockout
0: of the year. I mean, some could yeah. argue, though, that the Fury knockout of Wilder is maybe the knockout of the year if not yeah. the fight of the year. And remember last year, we had Javante Davis with the booming left uppercut. We had yeah. Alexander Povetkin starching Dillian White with the booming yeah, left uppercut. that's a uppercut. Good one. We had some yeah. candidates for yeah. knockout of the year last year uh, as well. Quickly, the news items, and then we'll get to some fight odds for this PBC on Fox Card and what Marquise thinks on this. Keith yeah. Thurman, again, bring it back to the Tampa Bay area. We love... Yeah. Uh, Keith Thurman uh, one time Thurman but he's just he's it's been not enough of the time Thurman or just some yeah. of the time Thurman or not at all of the time Thurman uh, so Thurman is going to be back on a February PBC on Fox pay-per-view and we now know the site Marquis pick it up here for a fight speaking of Gervonta Davis with the guy that battled Gervonta Davis last in Mario Barrios uh, give me the details here on all this
1: yeah, TJ, uh, PBC is going to be at the, back at the MGM at the end of uh, for February 5th for uh, Furman versus uh, Mario Barrios at in, in Vegas. Looking forward to seeing that. Finally looking forward to seeing Keith Furman back in action finally, TJ. He hasn't been fighting all pandemic long, and the last time we all saw him was in 2019. It's been three years. I'm looking forward to seeing what version we're going to get from this man. It's been a long time out of the ring, so looking forward to seeing what we get from him. Well, and again, for Barrios, uh, he had been undefeated.
0: He battled Gervonta Davis before Davis knocked him down and eventually stopped him. Yeah. Um, and so, again, for Thurman, he has hopes of getting in the welterweight mix with Errol Spence, with Ugas, somehow Terrence Crawford sometime. You know, there, there had been so much thought that he might get back in with Manny Pacquiao in a rematch. It never materialized after July of, uh, of what, 2019. So yeah. it's been two and a half years since he's fought anybody. And I will say this, again, I love Uh, Dan Birmingham, the trainer. I love uh, Keith. I've been around Keith before. I I don't know why they didn't get some kind of fight in last summer or this past fall. I don't get that. I I realize there Mm -hmm. were big time title fights happening, but he was never in the mix to fight Manny Pacquiao. Why he didn't fight somebody to keep his name out there, get his name back out there. I don't, I don't get that, but now he will get the opportunity uh, on that Mm -hmm. card in Vegas and allegedly, they may have David Benavides as part of that card. They haven't decided yet whether Benavides, the WBC uh, hopeful at 168 out of the same premier boxing Champions stable, will Benavides fight again in Phoenix, where he just recently fought here a month or so ago, or would he fight on that card with Thurman on that pay-per-view card in Vegas? Don't know that answer as of yet. They're still trying to figure all that out for what's going to happen there. Um, all right, let's get to it. Uh, as we head to the Christmas night fight card, again, Premier Boxing Champions on Fox. This is a rarity. Saturday night, again, yes. there's college football going on in the U.S. There's even NFL football, and Fox is once again going to stick a fight card in on, uh, on Fox here, Premier Boxing Champions. Vito uh, Milnecki is going to be in there mm-hmm. uh, in the main event. Milneki, a welterweight. Tell me more
1: about this and what we think from an odd standpoint, et cetera. Uh, pretty much, yeah, TJ. It's a uh, pretty much it's another it's stay busy fight for their prospects here on uh, PBC on Fox. Uh, This one being headlined by Vito Milaneki. The one thing, uh, if you can find a line on this fight, TJ. Actually, the only line I was able to find, cursive. You're fine, folks over at William Hill. Uh, main event. Uh. Neil no, should be favored, uh, only a minus 2000 favorite TJ. So I wow. think he should win this. I'm assuming now, that that's be pretty standard there, uh, against, uh, Nick, uh, D'Alumba, the Lumba, who uh, actually was last seen taking on uh, Richardson Hitchens. who lost that decision pretty, pretty wide as well. So I expect more of the same with this here. Uh, the co-main event in the fight of real note, honestly, TJ, is the one with Joey Spencer, uh, odds on that one if you can find one i only found one on william hill actually there's, there is actually one on bet mgm if you can uh, as well but right. th- there's this minus three thousand william hill's minus six so take what you will if you're if you're in and, the and uh,
0: again a big sponsor <laughs> here on big fight weekend and the sports gambling podcast uh, network for those of you that are in the states that have it is win bet you can look at their line but it's probably yeah. going to be four thousand Yeah, it's it's 5,000-something. Joey Spencer is supposed to win. Limber Mm -hmm. Ponce is the opponent. Does Ponce pose much of a threat? Spencer's the good-looking, hard-punching middleweight that Fox wants to win this fight, obviously for promotional reasons. Ponce going to provide much of a challenge, if any
1: challenge? No, he's he's a he's an opponent, TJ. I hate to break it to you. But uh, I wish he was more than just that. But he, he just is with this. I, I'm wishing for Joey Spencer in 2022 and, and especially for Vito as well with these PVC on Fox cards. If you're going to keep putting TJ, uh, these kids on these main events on national TV can they at least put them in with fights that are at least remotely watchable? That's the only thing right. I'm asking. These are, these are, these are tune-ups. I'm sorry. It's Christmas night. There's other stuff on there's other sports. This, this, this is no good. And it's going <laughs> to maybe hurt them uh, yeah. again
0: last <laughs> week with the NFL game going on, the Patriots and the Colts, the Jake Paul yeah. pay-per-view going on on Saturday night, the David Morrell fight card PBC on Fox still registered around a million viewers. That's not yeah. great by network TV standards in prime time for boxing. But it's not as if they had 200,000 people watching, for example. I thought Dan Raphael had a great tweet. Did you see Raphael's tweet about um, the uh, Mike Tyson-Bruce Seldon debacle heavyweight title fight in 1996? Fox paid buku money to show that live on Fox on a Saturday night and the anniversary of that fight was just recently yeah that night that night they got 45 and a half or 46 million viewers 46 million used to watch over the air tv for live events besides the nfl and, now, and you know it's now they're lucky to get a couple million much less 20 million much less 46 million it's incredible how popular boxing was Back in that day and how fewer options there were on what to watch that Fox showed a fight card on a Saturday night with Mike Tyson that was a debacle phantom punch knockout and it had 45 or 46 million viewers.
1: He, it's not it's crazy TJ. that that that, that fight had so many viewers not some remember the buster mathis fight where they had on fox that had kevin harlan calling it where he was getting absolutely lambasted on the call for it as a kid growing up for no apparent reason because the fight went two rounds too long and it, and that had 47 million and it's like and and to be honest tj i'll give i'll give credit where credit is due this pvc card on saturday is at least better than that buster Mathis mike tyson fight but not by much <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah not by much is right uh, on that. And it may have, you know, it may have been the, it may, I may have mistaken it. Maybe may have been the math is yeah. finding and not Bruce Seldon yeah. and the phantom punch, but still and yeah. the all time. Again, we love the historical perspective is Ali's rematch with Leon Spinks, Superdome in new Orleans, 99, zero 90 million people watched on ABC's wide world of sports. What they how would co-sell on the call. There is nothing other than the Super Bowl that even approaches 90 million. Yeah. There's no there's no other live events, live games, live anything getting 50 million people to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I could not care even... what
0: sport, what live event, the Oscars, concerts, whatever. Yeah. Too many choices, too much other stuff going on. Too many apps. Ali <laughs> Spinks 1978 had 90 million watching uh, that night. So uh, just uh, just some reference points on that. Uh we have basically come to the end here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Marquise, I know we wish everybody Merry Christmas this weekend. Yes. Be safe for those that are traveling, etc. You'll be watching, we'll have something in the preview mode. I may peak on Saturday night. I am actually traveling on Saturday yeah. uh on Christmas afternoon and evening getting ready for NFL football duties for the Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. Yeah. I'll be in Charlotte on Saturday, but I may get to peek a little bit at the PBC on Fox. You'll be writing about it preview mode, recap mode
1: as we wind the year down, right? Plug away one more time. Absolutely, TJ. Bigfightweekend.com, your source for all things boxing news, past, present, and future. We'll keep an eye out on this PPC card over the weekend and see if anything of note happens on here. Hopefully, uh, uh, the guys will calling the fight. Uh, Brian Kinney from his house will have, have, be in the holiday spirit and not half asleep. We'll find <laughs> out. We'll find out at opening bill at 8 o'clock Saturday night on Fox, Easter. But, but that should be interesting. Also, we'll keep an eye out for everything uh, going down as the, as the year winds down. This is the part of the year where everyone does these mail-in articles, TJ. You may have seen these knockout of the year. Fight of the year, <laughs> best rivalry of the year, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, we'll, we'll have no, all that nonsense at Big Fight Weekend next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll address all of it ourselves, including on the podcast, and let's see what yeah. happens. You mentioned uh, Vito uh, Melanecki on, on fighting better competition. Remember, he lost on one of these PBC on Secret. Fox main event cards uh, back in April of this year, yes. losing to James Martin by decision. Mm-hmm. He has not rematched Martin yet to avenge the defeat. He's won a fight by TKO since that loss to Martin. This is the second fight now this year since that time uh, for a kid that's out of New Jersey fighting in front of the New Jersey crowd. I'm curious, too, just one more time, on what kind of crowd do they get? Again, there are NBA games slated to be going on, COVID-19 pause or not, NBA games supposed to be going on on Christmas Day. Will they get a few thousand fans in the Prudential Center, uh, the home of the New Jersey Devils? Uh, for this fight card on Saturday night. We'll see. Devil's we'll we'll find out. Issues, usually, there. We'll find out, right, Marquise. We'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll find out for sure, TJ. I think uh attendance wise, I'm, I'm I think they're expecting about three thousand. That's the number I'm, I'm going to to write down on on a sheet of paper here in case it it, it, it turns back <laughs> thirteen hundred on on Christmas like to watch this boxing card. But I think I think it should be about three thousand, being realistic, only because it's a fourteen fight fight card. At some point, these guys wow. before these these guys on Fox may bring their friends and family along to watch these guys fight. So there may be about two thousand. A ton of
0: fights <laughs> going on throughout the day, and again, the yeah. most nerdy, noteworthy ones. Uh, uh, Joey Spencer in the co-feature and Vito uh, Milinecki in the, in the, in, the uh, in the main event on Fox Saturday night. With that, I think we're good. Marquise, Merry Christmas. Great stuff from you, my friend. Keep up the good work. We appreciate you being with us aboard on another edition of the podcast. One more
1: left to go in 2021. Absolutely, TJ. Just one more for, one more for the year for boxing, and this has been a good one. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to everyone listening on the podcast. Happy holidays, and we'll do this all again next week.
0: Let's do it one more time. My thanks also to Peter Blake with us. What a story! Being part of the Jake Paul fight coverage on pay per view, and he ended up innocently with a Rolex watch from the generosity of Jake Paul and his people. And he showed us the watch. We'll get that up on video as well here off of Big Fight Weekend. Again, however, you found this podcast. Our buddies, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, Colby, Dan, everybody with the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows. We thank them for helping us push this out through their app, through their website. Subscribe, follow and subscribe. You're going to get the best in the boxing news and coverage. And we don't just talk about the fights here in this country. That's primarily what we have for this weekend. But if it happens in the UK, South America, we were writing about Andrew Maloney winning uh, this past week in a non-title fight as a super flyweight in Australia. If it happens in the Far East, Australia, et cetera, We're all over it here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. For now, we are good. For Marquise Johns, I'm TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us. Merry Christmas. We're back one more time next week before New Year's on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye.